Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, we're talking life lessons on the road to redemption. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by RevengeOfTheFans.com. And for tonight, let us all remember that the world meets nobody halfway. When you want something, you gotta take it. That's right, listeners. Tonight, winner takes it all. Loser takes the fall. We're doing Over the Top, the 1987 Sly Stallone arm wrestling long haul trucking deadbeat dad classic. Before, <laughs> before we begin, let me turn my head around real quick. I, I feel like I need to flip that switch. Tonight, I can't simply be a man. I gotta be a machine. That said, along with me are Captain Cash. Hey, yo, we just gonna do the stupid voice the whole time? Because we can do the stupid voice the whole time. I feel like... Yes, we are. This entire month of Stallone movies, I'm gonna do more terrible Stallone impersonations than I did more terrible Nick Cage southern accent impersonations <laughs> during Con Air. Plus all that weird for- furry porn you did for the Cats episode. <laughs> that's ongoing, so that's still happening. Yeah, that hasn't stopped. Yeah, so... It's <laughs> so, just an impressive amount of content. It's not really a fair comparison point. Uh, fresh off of chugging a pint of motor oil, we've got Chumpzilla. I podcast, break arms, and drink beer. It's what I love to do. It's what I do best. Being number one is everything. There is no second place. Second sucks. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's uh, fresh out of uh, serving a month in the hole in Las Vegas jail, so welcome back. And we've also got Mad Dog Mayor McCheese. Well, uh, for me, uh, it's it's mostly about the truck. I just really, I just care about the truck. Yeah, you really need that truck. It's true. <laughs> you really do. It's it's, it's his livelihood. Yeah. How else is he gonna afford really the w- beer we make him drink for this pod? Yeah. I don't. I don't want the title. I just need that truck. Definitely need the truck. Definitely. Uh, points of order. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Bo Flops. You can find myself at Writer TLK. Captain Cash, when you're not getting your arm broken in half at a Las Vegas tournament, where can they find you? At C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Uh, Chumpzilla, when you're not kidnapping kids off the highways of uh, Rust Belt America, where can they find you? (laughs) You can catch me hanging out on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. And uh, Mayor McCheese, when you're not getting thrown through plate glass windows by Sylvester Stallone, where can they find you? Uh, HBOF McCheese. Okay, I gotta stop doing the voice. HBOF McCheese. Uh, Over the Top is available for free on YouTube and Amazon Prime, but if you're a super manly man who enjoys arm wrestling and driving big rigs like myself, you can buy it, like I did, at a gas station for $4. <laughs> I, I think Hold you on, might what? have overpaid. Not, not you know, by a do lot. Do you know what but... gas station? Do you know what gas station? It was, a, it was in downtown Phoenix. And when I, I, I hadn't watched it because I've seen the movie a million times. I put it in 
and my Xbox refused to play it for like 35 minutes. I had to reset the system three times, and finally it played over the top. And when it popped up, it looked like a VHS tape. And then I realized it was on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, wait, I could have watched this in HD, and I watched this stupid DVD. Uh, Listeners, uh... you can also find this on YouTube for free right now. On YouTube for free. Uh, And you should watch it, because this movie is incredible. I'd like to point out the other free YouTube videos we've come across, or movies, that is uh, Chopping Mall and Corman's Nin- Fantastic Four. Simply yes, the best. And also, I think, Ninja Turtles 3. Yep, that, was, yes, that was. was free on YouTube. That's uh, quite the collection. As well as everywhere else humanly possible, because nobody in their right mind would pay for Ninja Turtles 3, except for me 10 years ago. <laughs> so tonight we are drinking... Uh, Mother Road's Lost Highway Double Black IPA. This is a pretty potent beer at 8.0 ABV. It is dark. It is very smooth. I highly recommend it. So, cheers. Just flip the switch. Flip the Be a machine. Turn, turn the tab around. Yeah, I just really need switch. this beer. Uh, I really she need really the beer. Drink. So, <laughs> for me, uh, I, I, don't, I know you guys weren't able to get this beer, but... I would easily sit through two to two and a half bad movies while drinking this beer. It's uh, it's good. I like it. It's it's strong, but it's smooth. And it gets me ready to take somebody over the top. Put it that way. I will say, if your beer is already at 8%, that's going to get at least one movie from me right off the bat. But a black IPA an IPA that I don't get to encounter very frequently that isn't just hops to the face. I, I give it two movies. Two movies, no problem. Yeah. This is a good one. It is. It's a good one. Uh, it's, uh, well, locally for me, it's at Trader Joe's. You can buy it by the four-pack or by the single can. Check it out. In a brown bag as God intended. Yep. So Over the Top was directed by Minaham Golan, you might uh, recognize that name because he was part of the dynamic producing duo behind Canon Films. Think back to our Masters of the Universe pod. The Canon Film people were the maestros of schlock. <laughs> Even uh, more than Corman. Yes. And again, I can't stress this enough. If you've seen movies such as Masters of the Universe, Over the Top, uh, Invasion USA, American Ninja, any of that stuff. Watch the documentary about Canon Films, Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films. It's very, very entertaining. Um, this movie, along with Masters of the Universe and apparently Superman 4, were primarily responsible for the studio's ultimate demise because they decided to try and go prestige and made some big budget movies that did terribly. And now we've covered two of them. And Superman 4 can't be far behind. Oh, boy. This is where I have to make the obligatory reference to James Cameron's Spider-Man. We were going to get a Canon Films Spider-Man movie written and directed by James Cameron. But between Masters of the Universe and basically Superman 4, they went bankrupt and it was was never to be. Yeah. So uh... what you're saying is... Thanks to the failure of this film, we ultimately got the MCU, or at very least the Raimi Spider-Man films. Yeah, I count we... that as a win. This uh, this pod or this particular movie is like 
It's a martyr. It's like Jesus for Spider-Man. I don't know. Go back and read uh, James Cameron's script. It's online. You can find it. It's not that bad. And James Cameron was on quite the streak at this point. So I, I'm kind of curious what that might have looked like. That's fair. A tale for another time, because over-the-top stars, Sylvester, I literally did this for the money, Stallone, as Lincoln Hawk, or if you're an asshole in this movie, Hawks, because Hawks. several people call him Hawks. His name is Lincoln Hawk, not plural. There's not two of him, Hawk. Uh, David, I was the voice of the kid in the Transformers movie, and a two-time Razzie winner, Mendenhall, as Michael Cutler. By the way, both his Razzie wins came for this movie. Worst new star and worst supporting actor. Come on, Razzie. That's kind of aggressive, Razzie. Yeah, it's it's kind a, of a dick movie. It's, it's a, a little cruel. How, how old is he? How old is he in real life in this movie for him to get two shit awards? Probably twelve. I mean, he was young. That's bad. Yeah. yeah and it, you're gonna pick on the kid? Just Hollywood taking a shit all over you. Who's a bigger asshole, the Razzies or his fictional grandpa? <laughs> Robert, Still the Razzies, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I would Robert argue he shit. wasn't that bad. You know, he acted as much as he could, I think, with the script, and Stallone wasn't doing him any favors. Well, Stallone, also nominated for Worst Actor, did not win. Uh, Razzie's, I got a real bone to pick. You don't give Lincoln <laughs> well, so let's see. a Razzie. He was born in 71. This is shot in 87, right? It was shot in probably 86. Well, considering 86. it was canon. Yeah, maybe 87. It probably took two months to make because it's a canon film. <laughs> so, yeah, like so, 14, 15. It's yeah. not like they had a lot of sets. It's a truck in like six different towns, and that's it. And they Listen, did shoot that arm wrestling legit. stadium had to cost a pretty penny. That was in Vegas. so And that was a real arm wrestling tournament set up. But yeah. more on that later. Yeah. Uh, it also stars Robert Coach Wally Riggendorf, Laja, as, John Cut- or as Jason Cutler. Rick Batman murdered me with a pack of dynamite. Zumwalt as Bull Hurley. He's one of the clowns from Batman Returns. Yeah. And Terry, the hardcore legend Funk. I'm only including because he's Terry, the fucking hardcore legend Funk, as Zucker. I want to I wanna immediately file a complaint that it's Robert Loja. Yes, Robert Loja. Robert Loja. Whatever. I do love Robert Loja. He's great as Coach Wally Riggendorf and, of course, as the guy in Big and many other things. Uh, this movie was a financial disaster for Canon Films. It grossed $11.5 <laughs> million on a budget of twenty-five. Anywhere from 12 to $15 million of that was for Stallone. Uh, 10000 of the budget was given to Rick Zumwalt to shave his head. I'm just saying, if you're Stallone and it is 87... And they want to pay you $12 million to do this stupid arm wrestling movie. Like, I get why he did it. He, like, and, it, and also, and also to do it poorly. Like, it's not like Stallone was acting his ass off in this. He just kind of was there. Oh, he was doing something his ass off in this movie. It wasn't <laughs> acting. It was like we also, we, testing we also his metal that... against a bunch of people to prove he was more manly than them. We also need to point out right now that Zumwalt is Bull, because if you don't know, then now you know. Yeah, he's Bull Harley. All he does he's, is yeah, break arms. He wants to cripple him, yeah. get him off the stage. Stallone is on the record saying that he had turned this project down a couple of times before, but they just kept coming back and upping the salary. And he finally said, well, at that point, I mean, 
there's a number and they hit it. So I said, okay, let's do it. So that tells you right there how much, you know, Stallone was invested in this emotionally, mentally. He was invested $12 million in this. He's just counting the checks. He also said at the same time that like this is his biggest embarrassment and that if he could wipe this movie off the map, he would. Technically, I, I think that. this is his second most embarrassing movie. Oh, yeah, sorry. We'll oh. be doing his first later. <laughs> so here's a fun fact. Uh, yes, they kept offering him more and more money. Guess who was the second option to be Lincoln oh, Hall? I read this. Don, uh, Johnson. Um, Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Really, Sonny Crockett? Yeah. Could you could you have imagined Sonny Crockett? No, no, as no, no. Lincoln Hall. arm wrestling bull? No, no, no. Well, I mean, it's it's clear throughout the film that Hawk is the underdog. So I guess if you got Crockett, I would feel like, oh, this guy doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, to that point, Stallone is ripped, of course, but he is physically much smaller. Than oh yeah, other arm wrestlers. In yes. fact, uh-huh. they they got Bull Hurley. Uh, to do that part because the original guy they had picked out, I think it was, it was some real arm wrestler. They they um, originally was had too an big. arm wrestling champion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was so fucking big that he made Stallone look like a child. So they had the right. arm wrestling champion, I forget his name, and the other guy was going to be Ox Baker, who was a professional wrestler, and then they went with Zumwalt because the parody was more believable. Ox Baker, if you're unfamiliar with him, and I can post this on the social, is a fucking madman. So... <laughs> Like, quite literally. Uh, I would like to see that, please. Buddy. Yeah, he, he's nuts. Uh, not only was this a financial disaster, it was not well-reviewed. Uh, it's 30% on Rotten Tomatoes with 27 reviews. Uh, shameful user score, 49%. Thunderous Wizard does not approve. This movie is 115%. It is excellent, top to bottom. Every moment, every scene, every line is awesome. I also disagree with that. I feel like this is like we were we were talking about this last week, like movies to watch with your buddies while drinking. This is up there. This is definitely on the charts. It is a great 80s sports movie. It's got and you this, get to do the Stallone voice. Yep. It's got the ludicrous hard rock soundtrack. It's got plenty of <laughs> montages. It is this, this fantastic. film is 30 percent montage. Yes. yes. This, oh, this film minimum. almost crosses the threshold where it is mostly montages. Yep. It's Rocky IV yeah, with arm wrestling. That's what this movie borderline is. Borderline a Tybo commercial instead of a movie. Oh my God. If Billy Blanks was in this, it's just a home run. If Billy <laughs> Blanks was his kid, would you watch it more or less? More. more. Definitely more. more. 100% more. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard more. <laughs> I I really like the dynamic of the guy who's his son, but they're actually the same age. (laughs) And Billy Blanks is like six inches taller than Stallone. Stallone's not a big guy. He's like five, six. He's like five, one. (laughs) He's not five. He's not Tom Cruise. (laughs) He's He's not Dustin Wolverine. (laughs) So first question. Before we get into the plot, how would you describe this film in one sentence? We'll begin with McCheese because he's wearing suspenders like I am because we're am. both arm wrestlers in training and we're awesome. All right. I, I wanted to link this back into Maximum Overdrive because there's a lot of trucks. So my one sentence is one week after the Ray M. Comet passes the Earth's orbit, 
Lincoln Hawk emerges from his home gym to take back his 18-wheeler from the aliens and drive it across the country to pick up his dickhead kid and kick a few asses via arm wrestling along the way. If this was canonically a sequel to Maximum Overdrive, I would like it better. I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the the theme to think about. Are you implying I, honestly, that you didn't like it? No, I, I'm only saying that Mayor McCheese should probably pitch a lot more movies, and maybe that should be his job. That's from now fair. On. That's because already like we've fine. gotten I, Billy Blanks as Michael and a sequel to Maximum <laughs> Overdrive, both of which are fantastic plans. I agree. You're actually you're maybe, dead maybe, on maybe here. Maybe this is my calling. I'll just start reshooting shitty movies in a better shitty way. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Let's uh, do this. Captain Cash, how would you describe it? Uh, it's right there on the tin. It is definitely over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Winner takes what it all. is. Uh, Maybe Silla. next time wear suspenders. Okay. Yeah, you probably should have. I mean, come on. Might have improved Mind his performance. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. My one sentence description. From the studio that brought you Life Force, the Masters of the Universe, the Barbarians, and Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Sylvester Stallone stars in the greatest movie you'll ever see about a child custody dispute settled in part by arm wrestling. Yep. And Robert Loja. And I would like to take Mary McCheese's little proposal there to its natural conclusion, and that this movie would have also been improved if not only had it been a sequel to Maximum Overdrive, but... The truck turned into a robot, and Stallone had to arm wrestle the robot, and then it becomes a backdoor pilot for a live-action Transformers movie. I was about Boom. to say, is that, it's is already that got a, Daniel Witwicky in it. Come on, yep, that, that's yeah, fair. that's a that's a lead into, and we can work the soda machine in where he doesn't fight his truck, but him and the truck stop to get a soda, and then boom, yep. he has to arm wrestle the soda machine. Yep, he has. You're to, welcome. You're welcome, everyone. I don't even know why I'm wasting my time here. He has to fend really, off getting hit in the junk with uh, Diet Dr. Peppers <laughs> while arm wrestling the machine. I think we found our calling, gentlemen. We need to end this podcast and just yeah. go do that. I mean, anyway, everyone's, I mean, stuck inside. They, everyone's stuck inside looking for good movies. This is going to be the best bad good movie you've ever seen. Yep. I wonder what Billy Blanks is doing right now. Nothing. Oh, he's got nothing on the docket. We could book him super easy. He's we been out of style to. since DVDs weren't cool, so... Does someone have seven thousand dollars we can throw? This that reminds me of the one time I was going to book uh, Paul Bearer for my friend's birthday, and he was like seven hundred bucks. Anyways, tale for another time. <laughs> I, I think that might be a tale for now. <laughs> yeah. So, my one sentence description is: Over the top is Guardians of the Galaxy two if it was good. <laughs> I uh. I have some truck with that, sir. I am one of those mutants who thinks Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is better than Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Listen, he's actually in it. Lincoln Hawk became a Ravager. Hawks. Yeah. Star Fox. <laughs> he went to space we Hawks or Hawks? and continued his long-haul trucking in a different galaxy. It, As Lincoln no, Starhawk. Yeah. No lie. In, in watching... I watched Guardians 2 with my kid this afternoon, and as I'm watching it, I definitely had the thought. I'm like, oh, there's kind of like a father-son like in the, over the top yep. in this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it is. You know what? Yeah, but there's no arm wrestling. Really? Is, there uh, is no arm wrestling. interesting. Yandu's the comparison point, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, so we're going to get to the plot. He, uh, he might have been your father, boy. 
What are you, uh, what are your daddy? What are your daddy? Thank you. Thank you. Who's, uh, hey, hey, uh, who's Mary voice. Poppins? Is he cool? <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Really Welcome to Hops and Box Office Lops, the pod for at least four very, very bad Stallone impressions for an hour and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to do the plot. I welcome questions. I'm going to go through it pretty quick because I have many other questions about the movie that I think are pretty important uh, because this movie is such a seminal film. Uh, I have a question before we even start. Sure, yeah. How bad is that fucking opening song? <laughs> All right, you got to go. We're going to put you on mute for about 20 minutes. I've been listening <laughs> to that for three straight days. Which, which version, the original or the Sammy Hagar version? Uh, I can't listen to that fucking opening no, song. No, the opening song is not Sammy Hagar. And yes, Sammy Hagar was not the original person to sing Winner Takes It All. They didn't like the other guy. Apparently, he didn't sound masculine enough. So they then they enlisted Hagar. But you can't get this album. It's not on Spotify. You can't buy it. Oh, weird. You have to listen to it all on YouTube, and that's what I've been doing because I'm weird. Uh, it's an amazing song. It really sets the tone for the <laughs> melodrama that's to come. Uh, because Lincoln Hawk, a long-haul trucker, reunites with the son he abandoned years ago, Michael. Michael's mother is sick, and she wants the two of them to bond on a cross-country road trip, which really pisses off... Her father, who, spoiler alert, is sort of a psychopath. Robert Laja should be in prison. He is a psychopath. There's nothing he does in this movie that is at all okay. He is insane. He's not a psychopath. He's a rich dude. That's how rich dudes act. I mean, they, they literally will... I mean, we went through this with Thinner. Like, that's how rich assholes just take care of problems. It's not clean and neat and actually acceptable that's just how they do it okay true but he does try to kidnap his own grandson via via like rest stop like hijacking yeah all tracks i mean (laughs) for rich dude asshole like shenanigans yeah that makes sense yeah none of that surprises me so i will say that scene and the grandfather's general demeanor to me and my headcanon puts this, and along with the inclusion of Terry Funk, puts this yes. somewhere in the you know realm of Roadhouse. He's Brad Wesley. Combined yeah. universe. Yeah, exactly. It's I get a strong Roadhouse vibe from this. Like these could be in the same universe. Yep. All you would need is is uh, Sam Elliott to show up and start throwing sidekicks. And this is essentially Roadhouse. But he's like, oh, I know Lincoln Hawk. He's a tough guy. He's a cooler too. And same movie. Yeah, basically, this is Roadhouse, but instead of bouncing, it's arm wrestling. Yeah. I mean, he forces Lincoln Hawk to chase down a car, run it off the road to save his own son. He puts the kid's life in danger, but that, we'll get there. Well, yeah, well, we're going to wait. Here's the biggest ahead. problem I have this movie does not have a post credit stinger where Sam Elliott shows up and goes, Lincoln Hawk, I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Yeah, he shows up, just looks him dead in the eye at the bar, and goes, you hawk or you hawks and then they walk <laughs> they walk to the back of the bar and arm wrestle wait is sam elliott gets to use his leg yeah is that sma- yeah and we're, and we're talking about the scene of smasher okay so lincoln hawk and his son they take to the highways they become father and son through life lessons that basically can all be taught through arm wrestling because 
If you can't understand what life really means through showing somebody else that you are stronger and more masculine than them, then what really is life? Welcome to Tox Toxic Masculinity, yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is life? If you can't walk into a random road stop diner and look at a kid playing pinball and like, hey, I'm going to snap your arm in half. So what is why life? does he pick the kid that clearly has the vein running down his bicep? Because he knew. He knew that kid was soft. He knew. I... Hawk can look at any kid and determine whether they can hold their mud good. <laughs> He's been doing I guess it for that's too what long. Makes him such a great father. Well, well I mean, yes. Should, should, well, we. I mean, I think we have to. Ex, we have to extrapolate on this more. So, once. <laughs> yes, once, we do. Yeah. Once Lincoln. Once Lincoln, gets Mike to actually trust him and teach him how to go uh, over the top. Um, he wants him to start arm wrestling strangers at a goddamn arcade, and kind of sort of bullies him into wrestling three kids, or not wrestling, arm wrestling three kids, two out of three. And that's where he picks the the child <laughs> that Captain Gas just was talking about. That he, is clearly the buffest child. Well, he, well, one, one, he's wearing a vest with no shirt under yeah, it, which, which makes is, him the toughest. Which, movie, that, that is movie rule. Yeah, <laughs> that is a trope. But it also means you're a fake tough guy. If you're the kid at the arcade station wearing the vest with no undershirt and you've got a mullet and you're essentially the younger version of the cat sex kid from Sleepwalkers, oh, here we go. You can't hold your butt. Hawk knew it. He knew it. You mean Josh Allen? Yeah, fake Josh <laughs> Allen. My beloved Josh Allen. He just knew. He, he there was a look in that kid's eye. That kid was the kid with the power glove from The Wizard. He knew. By the way, that kid is a scumbag. The kid from The Wizard. He's like a child predator. Well, I mean, that's awful, and I, I wish bad things for him. Yep. So, uh, you know, this all happens. Life lessons are shared again. Uh, there's montages working out. Awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. Very awesome so stuff. So many montages. There's so many montages. And then, of course, the grandpa attempts to kidnap the son. This eventually puts a wedge between Lincoln Hawk and his son Michael because the son decides to go with the grandpa and Lincoln Hawk shows up to see his kid and the grandpa won't let him in. So he's like, no, no, I'm Lincoln Hawk. So he drives through the gates and crashes into the house. Now, none of this is at all logical because it's very dangerous. And let's just say, for example, the kid is standing in the doorway. He would be dead, but whatever. Let's also no, remember, this is a gates. movie about arm wrestling. Yeah. yeah, And he doesn't just drive through the gates, he drives into the into house. Into the house. So he gets arrested. They essentially get him to renounce his rights to his son, which doesn't but, come up again uh, later, but seems like a kind of a big deal. No, well, they blackmail him based on an earlier conversation where the lawyer is telling Robert Loja that they can't win the custody case. And so when he's in jail, they said, oh, hey... The only way you're really going to get out of this is if you sign these papers and give the boy over to Robert Loja. Yeah. And so he, and then he brings the boy in. They have a weird heart to heart, and he's like, "You don't have enough money." And so Lincoln Hawks is like, uh, "Okay, uh, maybe I'll fight Apollo. Maybe I won't." <laughs> and Wrong I, movie. Yeah, he signs signs his son away. Tears. I cried. Multiple times. I bet you. I bet you did. So other stuff happens. He goes on to the road to Vegas. 
uh, Michael ends up finding all these letters that his father had written him by throughout the movie he he kind of indicates that his just awful son of a bitch grandfather had basically like said the worst things imaginable about his dad like he's this he's that he's a deadbeat he hates you you know he molests collies whatever his grandmother is awful oh yeah he he probably also beats michael just based on his behavior that's just my assessment did we ever and I only watched it once. Did we ever actually figure out where Stallone fucked up originally? Because he admits, like, well, he left, I screwed yeah. up. He left. Well, he's like, I screwed up and I left. But, like, Robert Lozier... No, Robert the leading Lozier was the screw up. He was, like, a drug dealer and all this other shit. But, like, did did we ever figure out exactly no, what he it did was, wrong? Or just he just took off? He wasn't good enough for the daughter, so he forced him out. Oh, God. He indicates, really, what came between your mother and I was your dad or was your grandfather who hated my guts and instead of making a bad situation worse essentially was i left so he goes the road so michael finds all these letters he gets really giddy obviously i mean i would if i had a bunch of letters from sylvester sloan i think we all would uh and so he steals a car from uh, his grandfather's garage drives to the airport a 10 year old yeah <laughs> drives the airport. Oh well, yeah. We, we we glazed over how he knows how to drive a car. <laughs> oh, because his dad taught him to drive a big rig truck. He taught him how to drive an eighteen wheeler out of spite in the mountains of what appears to be Nevada, where he's like, "All right, tough guy. If it's just a dumb man's job, you yeah. do it." If you think you can read books, like I challenge you to drive this truck on this windy pathway, and if we both die, that's just a life lesson. Uh, I want to I want to throw in my first question here because through the entire movie there are zero seatbelts and I don't really remember nineteen what eighty seven oh, were there gosh. no seatbelts back in the day seatbelts are for wusses this is a movie about arm <laughs> wrestling not baking bunch cakes and when are we going to talk about his truck workout contraption because that's a big I mean I really I mean I really want Lincoln that Hawk exist. is a danger to everyone on the road yep. he should not be a truck driver <laughs> fact. Uh, the most yes. damning yes. piece of evidence about his uh, arm wrestling workout in the truck is that his son is able to do it too. So it's like, how much oh, yeah. weight is this guy really doing on his arm wrestling device? He's involving the child, but jump solo. Go ahead. Well, I'd like to further the point made by Captain Cash about uh, how good or bad of a truck driver Lincoln Hawk really is because not only does he appear to be distracted while driving with his workout routine, he <laughs> seems to be very, very unconcerned with making deliveries. So True. he drops I off one his... delivery the entire movie. He's got one hole yeah. on I think that he, truck. I think he drops off one before he picks up the kid and one while he has the kid. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we can assume that he's not carrying a load for the most part during the movie. Nice. His nice. entire life consists of going to roadside diners eating terrible salt-fused food, and arm-wrestling people who challenge him by chance. I don't think he actually delivers anything. Yeah, I kind of think the whole, like, you know, actual truck driving thing is just a cover. He just wants an excuse to drive a big rig and visit truck stops yep. for the arm-wrestling and bad That's, stuff. that's okay. it. And that, I feel like that's okay. Because I think the big tell that that's his actual life and that he doesn't actually have a job is when... Uh, the guy challenges him at that first stop and he like 
he p- pulls the hat around and he just stares this guy down and walks through this crowd of people like he's going to eat this guy's face and then arm wrestles him and wins. And it's like, this is totally normal for you to like to go into some catatonic, psychotic psychosis to arm wrestle a man at a truck stop in, like, in I mean, somewhere I guess, in Nevada. I guess the other sell for this movie, if we want to talk people into watching, is like, how much muchismo do you want to see? Because Stallone is putting it out there. He's wearing a lot of sleeveless stuff. Oh, uh, I also have... Well, Hold on. TV timeout. I forgot to mention this earlier. Why is everyone in this movie so fucking sweaty? Like, Bull, when he shows up, is pouring well, sweat. Well, I mean, it, Listen, Lincoln, it's pretty clear Lincoln why Hawk Bull is, is sweaty. Lincoln Hawk is sweaty nonstop. <laughs> Big men do not need a reason to sweat. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they're they're actively sweating like it's a key and peel skit. They're, yeah. There are people in this movie that are on so many steroids actively within the frame. You think their Arm heart is going steroids. to spontaneously combust. Uh, yeah, the I'll Canadian there are champion. a lot of bulging uh, biceps here, a lot of mullets and mustaches. Yes. It gets ca- pretty hardcore that, 80s machismo. Yeah. They have that joke meme where it's Quagmire with one huge arm and one tiny arm. This The end of this just, movie is literally commando times 150. <laughs> I did not realize 80s machismo was so incredibly gay. It's a bunch of sweaty buff dudes with mustaches and mullets. I mean, it's basically Fire Island, but they're arm wrestling. Well, hold on. What is, what is gay about two sweaty men screaming in each other's face while holding hands? All right, hold on. Never mind. I take all of that. <laughs> well, I, I just like to point out that this movie is not very homoerotic, though. It, it is no, this transcended great. This movie, that. I, like, this movie is fantastic. It's it, just... Dude's it's not campy wrestling. enough to get that angle. But uh, we're, 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 we're mainly picking on the thunderous wind. Yeah, right but now. I agree. There is potential here. This is his Dante but... speak. <laughs> yeah. If, if loving, sweaty, muscular men in cut-off t-shirts arm wrestling Here each other is wrong, then I don't want to be right. And that's a choice you can make, and we support you. Yep. Thunderous Wizard. Exactly. So, so the kid steals this car. He gets to an airport. He gets on a plane. This uh, is all in. This is all stupid because the timeline makes absolutely it makes no, no sense, sense. But yeah. No. Yeah. He somehow he somehow makes it to the arm wrestling event that's only like sixty people deep. Yeah. And no. <laughs> none of it adds up. What is, uh, amounts to be three hours after stealing a car and getting on a flight and then getting in a taxi and then getting to the hotel. So so what we have here, Mary McCheese, is basically an excuse for a travel montage. Yep. That's all that well, is. And, and, and we get it. And of and course, the, the Sammy Hagar-infused arm wrestling montage, which is the best part of the movie. But I have two things. Like One, do we really believe this kid is getting to Vegas by stealing a car, getting to, I assume, LAX, getting on a plane, oh, oh. getting to Las Vegas, getting to the Strip, Finding the tournament, I'm not buying that. But also, are we really to believe that he is doing all these arm wrestling matches in one day? We've all arm wrestled people stupidly at many different times. And you can't simply have that many matches in one day. I I am... That all seems entirely consistent with the internal logic of this film. I don't <laughs> yeah, know no. why you're struggling. 
I know. I mean, you don't need to. You don't need to overthink it. I mean, I know you have the hat on and you haven't turned it around yet. Well, I'm gonna turn it around now. Oh well, you just wasted everything, but that's fine. Uh, Yeah, you don't need to overthink it. I can't imagine that there's more than like 60 competitors, and since it's a double elimination and arm wrestling takes two seconds, three, five seconds, though, it's very physically tasking. Thunderous wizard. You are sitting here saying, how can Superman possibly fly? He's got no internal lift system. Does he do it with it? It's an arm wrestling movie. It's This is classic. Not that kind of movie. It's an arm wrestling movie. They're going to arm wrestle a bunch. Also, it's a child father-son movie. So the kid is going to steal a car and go to LAX because it was the 80s. I just... Yep. Yeah, can we decide now if this is an arm wrestling movie or a family coming together movie? Oh, it's it can both. Be both. It's both. What, what yes. can it be? Well, both? I mean, what, what what is number one and what is number two in that list? Well, it's one A and and two A. One A and okay. two. Okay, one A is uh, a a family movie. Two A arm wrestling, and one B is uh, you know a, a fucking rock solid to blue collar America because Lincoln Hawk is making things happen. He's He's the salt of the earth type guy, and a hero in many ways. I mean, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm fairly sure you just went one A, two A, one B. Well, you know, maybe I did some <laughs> things here. Maybe I, you know, maybe I got a little crazy. Maybe yeah. I turned my head around. All right, no, let's let's get let's get back to the the main yeah. uh, the main event wrestling arm wrestling so, match because before the thunderous wizard walks us through the final climax here in arm wrestling montage extraordinaire, we get. I think he mentioned earlier that he compared that to Commando. I meant Predator is more apt. Well, either or. I think that also has just a hint of Bloodsport as well. Oh, for sure. And Karate Kid. Like, it is... The tournament setup. And I I do like that part because you get the little introductory, like, uh, clips, you know, from the different uh, arm wrestlers. It's interesting. Yeah. That is one of the that is one of the better parts of this movie where they interview the arm wrestlers and they give them like a good five to 20, 30 seconds to talk and they tell their story. <laughs> I I gotta be I gotta be as perfectly honest as I can be. The arm wrestling montage is one of the greatest things ever produced in the eighties. It is magical <laughs> top to bottom. The interviews are incredible. It is amazing. And the rest of this movie could have been Stallone jumping on a pogo stick, shitting out of his ass while shooting firecrackers. That montage is majestic. Tell us how you really feel. It's an incredible time capsule piece. (laughs) This is the 80s. This is what we do. We cut scenes to really bad hair metal music. I love everything. Every second of it. And of course, Lincoln Hawk wins the tournament by facing off against Big Bull Hurley. His kid and him embrace. He carries the trophy. You know, he wins a substantial amount of money because he bet on himself, which I think we could discuss. Maybe he's not the best guy because he wagers his entire life savings on a game of chance. But I'm beyond that because... He's a great guy. Whoa, 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 This is no game of chance. He bet on himself because life meets nobody halfway. Nobody. You have to go and take it. Nobody. Exactly. He he set his dying ground. He That's why he had the edge. He was going to win or lose everything. 
I feel also like you glazed over explaining the mont the, the the montage where they give Lincoln Hawks his time and he talks about his hat. Oh no, we're gonna... you've done enough. Okay, I mean, okay. I don't know if you've done enough justice. I want to make sure we do enough justice to his hat talk. I have a question because there are like several finalists who are all rather intimidating looking people, and I don't think I would want to arm wrestle any of them. Mad Dog's my man. I mean, no one drinks. Mad Dog no is one the eats man. it. No one. Yeah, okay, so like, oh, I'll explain it. You like uh, Big John Matt, Grizzly? Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Big John Grizzly is my dude, and he in two or in two of his little cutaway montages. One, he talks. Or no, these are actually right before he performs. Sorry, my apologies. One, he eats a cigar. Eats he a cigar eats a at the table. Yeah, he eats Still a cigar lit. at the table, and then the other one, he chugs a thing of motor oil while he's telling him how he's chugging a thing of motor oil. Yep. <laughs> Which would absolutely kill you. It would kill oh, yeah, you. for sure. That would, that, yeah. I'd, if, like, I'm no scientist doctor, but I'm fairly sure that's death. If you're a total wuss, it would kill you. But all Big John <laughs> Grizzly requires is to then drink Alka-Seltzer after defeating Lincoln Hawk. By the way, he does. Lincoln Hawk loses in this double elimination tournament. Before you know, triumphantly winning, uh, and then all it takes Alka Seltzer for Big John Grizzly. But I do feel like it affected his performance later in the tournament, mainly because he was dying. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say your your logic gap struggle with multiple arm wrestling events in a single day, but <laughs> chugging motor oil is totally cool. I have yeah, a like, very firm belief that Big John Grizzly. Because uh, that is the question, like, who would you want to arm wrestle the least? I am not arm wrestling a guy who shows up with a can of motor oil and chugs it in front of my face. I think I'm just I'm, folding. I'm not arm wrestling a guy who just eats a burning cigar. And that's, I mean, that's Big John Grizzly. Like, same same dude. He's, he's the, the most, most intimidating, intimidating guy. out of all. Like, like by Bull far. is intimidating because he's a giant, but Big John Grizzly is the most intimidating because he's an absolute psycho. Hold up. Both those guys, Big John and Bull, they're intimidating for sure. But there's no way I'm fucking around with Terry Funk. Well, he's but not, he's not even in the tournament. Plus, he gets thrown through a window. Which, which is a travesty because he would have kicked all of their asses, including Again, Stallone. Yeah. They're lucky. Yes, I, I would agree that if I had to place money on an actor beating up all the other actors in this movie, I'm putting it on Terry fucking Funk. And I'll add, by Sly losing the first match and then winning the second, does that make this basically the arm wrestling equivalent of Rocky 1 and Rocky 2? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, you know Terry Funk's a good actor because he convinced you that Sly Stallone and, and uh, Patrick Swayze could beat him up facts which no i've watched terry funk whirl a chainsaw around like leatherface and then jump through <laughs> plate glass with barbed wire so i think he'd be fine yeah no terry funk is terrifying um yes so of course you know family reunites that's the movie it's an incredible movie um the good the bad and the ugly do we like over the top obviously i do how many beers are required uh, to drink it? We'll start with you, Captain Cash. So, this is not a classically good movie. It is wildly batshit insane and a great movie to have a couple beers with a friend. So, I'm saying this is a four to five beer movie, 
provided you can like do that thing that they have like uh, on the the better streaming services where it's like party watch go and then you can like talk to each other about how ridiculous this fucking thing is that you're watching is. I think that's fair. Uh, Mayor McCheese. Yeah, I, I I mean I agree with Captain Cash. After after we kind of narrowed down the pain beers versus fun beers of last week, this is a three to four fun beer movie, especially if you're with a buddy, because it's I mean it's fun. You're not gonna watch it twice, but like it's not a it, it it's not a struggle to get through. It doesn't require beers to get through. Your enjoyment beers are the three to four beers that I'm talking about. Yep. It is it is not a good movie. I love this movie and it is very clear that the director Golem thought this was <laughs> going to be like some high art prestige movie that was going to save canon films. Like, oh, we're nope. just remaking Rocky with arm wrestling and this is so great and there's family drama and there's, it is it is 80s to AT. It is every 80s trope wrapped up into one movie and it's fantastic chumzilla all right uh, hold on tv timeout can i cut in before chumzilla goes sure better or worst movie if instead of arm wrestling this ended up being a rock paper scissors tournament well since i've sort of (laughs) lived that i've seen it firsthand uh i know that's this is why i'm asking the question uh the the stakes in rock, rock paper scissors just aren't as high although in that tournament a grown man was celebrating a win and tore his ACL. Which in this movie you do watch a man get his arm broken. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't you see it, but you don't really see it like you could see on YouTube nowadays. Yeah, but yeah, but you I mean you see that like guy's arm broke is his arm. Broken. Yeah, yeah, he snapped his arm. Yeah. I would I would accept a remake of this if they did it. The exact no. same movie. But with rock, paper, scissors. Just, I mean, I think it would be funny. Okay, if you remade it, it with rock, paper, scissors, sure. But you cannot remake Over the Top. You no, God, can. no. I mean, this movie's great. Okay, jumps out. Well, clocking in at 93 minutes, I'm going to give Over the Top four beers. Because I think after four beers in 93 minutes, you'll have a good enough buzz going that you'll actually feel something at the end. Because this movie is oddly wholesome. And it's got more than enough 80s camp and machismo to keep you engaged and entertained. And the beers will definitely help with that. Yep, that's fair. I'm, I'm at four to five all-enjoyment beers. Every second of this movie should be enjoyed with a beer. It's just that stupid and so much fun. Uh, should it have flopped? We'll start with Captain Cash. Should it have flopped? At the point at which your budget is mostly to pay a single actor. Yes, you are a terrible movie studio and you are doing the wrong thing. You deserve to flop for that. Yeah, uh, McCheese. So, I mean, I agree with you there, Captain Cash. The question I have is, can you redo this movie on a lesser budget with someone playing Stallone? Yes. Well, apparently Don Johnson, but I'm not watching that on repeat no, I'm not like I am that. this. Like and, and like Stallone wasn't great in this, but like who do you throw into that role and still have fun with this movie? Does it, does it have to be time appropriate? I'm, no. I'm, 
Because I, 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 consi- I have two Considering you guys nominated answers. me to remake all these movies in a better fashion, I'm up for all offers. I'm curious who you <laughs> Here would Here are say. my two choices that make this movie better if you replace Stallone. John Donald. Cena. <laughs> no. John Cena. Or Nick Cage. Ooh. That's the answer. You put John Cena or Nick Cage in this role, I will watch this again and again and again. I feel like we're straying far away from the point. I do want to hear what uh, Chumzilla has to say, but I do. What I mean, I would really like to see a Nick Cage version of this because I love Nick Cage. And you, he would have taken it like he would have acted. Well, that's the problem: is would he overact it to a point where it's not watchable, as opposed to almost underacting it to the point that it was unwatchable? Like yeah, I was going to say that, I mean, I'd rather have too much than not Stallone, enough. Stallone phoned it in for $12 million. I'm really not liking this phrase, unwatchable. This movie's very watchable. No, no, yeah. no, sorry. I, I, I back up. I love this movie. I will watch it again and again and again. I want to know if there's a way to remake it better with a different actor. Yeah, well, I think the simple answer here, McCheese, is that, yes, you're right in your assessment. The money spent on Stallone was wasted. They did not get their... 12 to 15 million dollars back on that performance and he certainly didn't give it 12 to 15 million dollars worth of effort but it's not unwatchable to save you there thunderous wizard and i have to address captain cash's point about john cena he's got a weird thing for john cena now that he's in the suicide squad so i'm a little concerned but anyway and he's wrong the right answer for the best replacement for sly in this period correct would have been patrick swayze thank you uh, Swayze would be a good choice. Am I surprised this flopped? Not at all, because this is what Canon Films did. They made movies about niche things that nobody was actually interested in. And of course, yes, this is a father-son movie, but it's not a particularly good father-son movie. So, Well, Thunderous Wizard, for me, the problem is the movie's not funny. So did it deserve to flop, in my opinion? Yes, because... There is a wholesome family element to it. It's not just about the arm wrestling. So there is this weird dichotomy. And there's like no humor in this movie. It needed something to lighten the tone a bit because it's kind of like a serious family drama. And then you've got this, and I'm sorry, over-the-top arm wrestling world. And there's no bridge between them. They needed something to lighten the mood. And they don't really have that transition. All right. I have another great idea. We sub out Robert Loggia. For Rodney Dangerfield. Okay. <laughs> and and we know that Dangerfield can play an abusive succubus because of natural born killers. So I'm in. Yeah. I'm just trying to make good movies over here. I'm sorry. So what? So let's arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting laid. Yeah. Hey, everyone gets laid. My next question, Lincoln Hawk, best dad or all the other dads in the world? I'll answer it very simply. Lincoln Hawk is the best dad ever, period, end of story. Listen, I'm kind of annoyed that we stole my joke here because the joke I had prepared was, I feel like he's tied with Yondu. I, how did I know you would? we would like some sort of way cosmically connect that this was so much similar to those to that movie? It is like there is so much father-son stuff in both of those movies. Both of them are bad fathers who are just trying to do good at the end there. Both of them have the mom who's dying in the hospital. Exactly. I'm just, ah. Anyway. 
best dad or every other dad? Lincoln Hawk, uh, what do you think? I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like this movie and the overall theme, but the Stallone dad. trying to be Stallone trying to be that dad is awful. And this harkens back to before we started the pod and me and you were talking, and it's him. He's like, we're just going to sleep in the truck tonight. If you gotta, <laughs> if you want to sleep on my shoulder, you can yeah. sleep on my shoulder. We're sleep on my shoulder. And he says it. He fucking says it. He goes, Maybe in the morning we can get a workout in. <laughs> uh, Michael, Michael, I'd pony up for a hotel room, but you know I barely know you, and uh, you know, uh, I, you know, and, like, I'm pretty I'm cheapskate. Gonna, so I'm gonna butcher this because I never saw it, and I don't give a shit. But like, there's that Will Smith movie where he's like the homeless lawyer or whatever. Like that's got to be a <laughs> the better pursuit dad of movie. happiness. Yeah, that one. No, he's not. He's not a better too. dad than Lincoln Hawk. Zero chance. Why? Because he doesn't drive an eighteen wheeler. You know why? An because enormous eighteen wheeler. I'll tell you two two things. Yep, doesn't do that. Doesn't wear sleeveless shirts. Doesn't arm wrestle and doesn't have a montage to a Sammy Hagar song. I, this is how it feels to be on the opposite side of Dante's Peak. I just want you to know that right now. <laughs> what about Will Smith as Cipher Rage uh, in After Earth? Certainly not a better dad. Is that a movie? Is that a Jesus rap? fucking Christ? Not- Barely, barely. <laughs> yeah, it's something. I mean, it's it's a, it has scenes and dialogue. It is a visual medium. Yeah. Uh, you can assault your eyeballs with minutes. it. Yeah. Thunderous wizard, why don't you just uh, you can just fall asleep on my shoulder here, just right here, just right right on my shoulder here. Hey, and if I'm voting for movie dads here, yeah, Chumpzilla is going to get his two cents in real quick. I'm just going to go with Thomas Jane from The Mist. Oh wait! If I'm not allowed to vote for movie dads, I'm going with anything with. If I'm allowed to vote for movie dads, I'm going with anything with Rick Moranis in it across the board. Yeah, yeah, I love Rick Moranis. I mean, minus Ghostbusters, I guess. But he's not really a dad, except to ghosts. I, I mean, I, I think more of the cross. There is like, no a, Dana, like some kind of some kind soul. of ghost. Yeah, dad. I think, kind of I think mostly dad. it doesn't matter what you pick, but less rapey. I think. I think the, the more important thing is what he actually did with his real life, not the movies. For the record, um, uh, Stallone lost the Razzie to Bill Cosby, the rapist ghost dad, who was in Leonard Part 6, which, if you've never seen it, nope. is awful. There's a Why part with bother? killer lobsters that they fight off with melted butter. Fact. Wait, hold on. Lob- and I'll post that to Twitter. No, like oh, just lo- another Dark Tower movie. Just like dinner. Yeah, is, it, is this Lobstrosities? Um, here's a very important question, I think, because long haul trucking is very central to this movie. Is this a top three movie to include long haul trucking as a central plot point? We'll start with Chumpzilla, and I do have options. If you need other options, I've got many. Well, movies I know what number. I know what long number one trucking. is. Yeah, n- number one is clearly Big Trouble. Yes. No, number one is clearly Maximum Overdrive. Oh, a little dispute, but I, mm, I no, would say still big trouble. I would say Big Trouble, but I would include Maximum Overdrive in the conversation. Chumpzilla, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not going to rank them, but as far as the top three goes, yeah, I go with Captain Cash. You have to put this movie over the top, up there with Big Trouble and Maximum Overdrive, because they're all loosely related to big rig trucking. So, I. I, I I'm squeezing out Cannonball Run here, but I think those three movies, Maximum Overdrive, Over the Top, and Big Trouble, are all way more fun than Cannonball Run. Can I include uh, 
Transformers the animated movie that came out in 86? No. 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 That, that doesn't yeah. count. He doesn't haul does anything. Count. It involves the big truck. He, he doesn't haul anything except for robot murder. Of a big rig truck? <laughs> no. If you would have said Black Dog with Meatloaf, sure. Yeah, hold on there, Thunderous Wizard, because the robot murder part, would that not technically then disqualify uh, Maximum Overdrive? I feel like it would. No, because, you know, there is an actual man who drives the Green Goblin truck. He's in And the it movie. is a Green Goblin truck. Yeah, and it is a Green Goblin truck. You know, there's there's a breakdown with Kurt Russell where his wife gets kidnapped by uh, oh, evil long-haul truckers. Uh, Super Troopers could be argued as having long-haul trucking as a central uh, plot bullshit. point. If Super Troopers counts because they have a single big rig truck in like a scene and a half, then Transformers the movie counts. Okay, and if we're stretching it out to Super Troopers, then you have to include the trailer for Chunk Blower. Trunk, well, Chunk Blower, he's a... He is a uh, pickup truck, so... Tow truck. Tow truck, yeah. So, a little bit different. But I would put this in the top three. I would, personally. Big Trouble's number one for me. Big Trouble's got to be number one. I'm deferring to Chumpzilla, because the order was perfectly fine. I wouldn't go anything else with that. I mean, it's those three... It's those three movies. It doesn't matter what order. It's Big Trouble, Max, and driving this. Yes, I agree that, with uh, Mary McCheese agreeing is, with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, they're all enjoyable to watch. Watch them in whatever order you want. It doesn't matter. Could we count Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Tell them oh. Large Marge no, sent no. you. Because that's a Anytime great Anytime you get your scene. dick out in a theater for no good reason, you're not allowed to be a nominated. <laughs> Wait, what's your good reason? That was Hold on. Like, you're, you're drawing a pretty adventure. fine line there. It was a porno theater. Yeah. It's not like yeah, he was jerking like, it to, like, you know, Ghost Dad. No, he's running up and down the aisles with his dick out. Well, hey, Jombie. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I do want to interject a question at some point in time. Sure. Do it now? Yeah. Is his yeah. move is his move legal where he shifts his fingers over the thumb? Well, hold on. Uh, There's two questions I have now that you've said that, McCheese. Is it legal? That's one question. Two. Would it be effective? I'm fairly sure it's legal. But the whole point of arm wrestling is to, to draw the other arm to you and then take it over the top. Over the top. So I think it's legal. As long as you don't break grip, it's legal. Uh, well, he I totally mean, he breaks let, I mean, grip. Well, he eh, lets go. No, Bull Hurley breaks grip, which is why they get the strap. He doesn't strap. let go of the thumb. He just he adjusts like what appears to be two fingers over yeah. the thumb, which... Yeah, it's like he's like it's not like thumb war where you do like body slam or like double team or something like he I think he's within the realm of of rules of arm wrestling. I just don't want uh, I I figured someone would have written a blog about it by now. But if they were like, hey, all that shit's super illegal in arm wrestling and then (laughs) you watch this movie and you're like, oh, shit, Lincoln Hawk's a total cheating piece of crap. (laughs) We actually have a friend who's a professional arm wrestler and I feel like I should have. We do. We do. We can we can ask we can ask D. Uh, we should. Yeah, we'll send him a text yeah, message. We'll I, find I, out. I think um, we'll we'll follow up on that. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. find out. I think okay, you guys need yeah. to follow up with some deets no, we, on no, that no, on Twitter. We're definitely gonna do that. Also, is your favorite moment when they go into slow mo and they're both yelling at each other in those weird sort of like 
like <laughs> animalistic. The uh, the end match lasts entirely too long. Actually, the montage oh, itself probably lasts a little too bit long. too long. <laughs> But, All right, I got yes, a question for you, Captain Cash. That is Cash. my favorite part. How long do you think that final arm wrestling match went in the movie? I mean, literally, I'd have to look. Oh, no, no, just, no. Just, what did it yes. feel like? One minute, two minute, three minute, four minutes. I can tell you what it literally was, but what did it feel like to you? Too long. Yeah, <laughs> same Hill's here. has done the research. Oh, I timed it, because after I saw it the first time, I was like, holy shit, that went on entirely too long. So I went back, rewound it, watched it again. It's about six minutes. So that's fair, and this is this is leading me of completely non-dynamic action. We should say it's two dudes. No, it's very... standing there shouting at each other's hey, faces. It's very dynamic. Plyometrics. They're wrestling. Yeah, okay? they're this, arm wrestling. This leads me into my second to last question before the break. Winner takes it all. Loser takes the fall. Who are you picking in an actual arm wrestling match? Sylvester Stallone or Rick Zumwalt? That is Bull Hurley. Bull. Bull. Yeah. Bull. It's a hundred percent Rick. Okay. You can't overcome that, dude, that okay. size Fucking difference. Monster. Terry Funk. Uh, you're all wrong. Because Stallone said this was his most physically demanding movie to that point in his career. It was more physically demanding than Rocky, everything else, because he insisted on actually arm wrestling all of these people. And in that final match, he beat Rick Zumwalt. Oh, strained his yeah bullshit strained his arm and dislocated Rick Zumwalt's shoulder. No, this is this is your child's dream of how you want this pod to end. I'm just telling yeah. you, that's that's what I remember. I I believe that's what <laughs> what Stallone said happened. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I, I would like what to I see who added that I entry to Stallone's what, Wikipedia yeah. page. I'm I betting that, that IP address goes back to Frank Stallone. Listen, Rick Zumwalt got blown up by Michael Keaton, who's even smaller than Stallone. So, yeah, I feel like size doesn't matter when someone sticks dynamite down your pants. So, last question before we take a quick break: Is this the most absurd sports tournament premise ever put to film? Uh, I'm gonna go to somebody else first. Why? Thing? Go to? I mean, go to Chumpzilla. Yeah, I have a definitive answer on this one. And it is the most absurd sports prize ever because it's so specific. It's so oddly specific and plot relevant. So here's the thing. Uh, Is it the most weirdly insane sports movie? No, because that's dodgeball. But this movie takes itself seriously. So, yes, it's this. Like, there. There is no reason that the arm wrestling tournament in Vegas doesn't wind up on the Ocho. Yeah, <laughs> where where this loses me, and I wanted to say dodgeball, just like you, Captain Cash. Where this loses me is the prizes. Where they're like, you win a hundred grand and a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar truck. Yeah, like, <laughs> are the only people doing arm wrestling truckers? Like, if I was in that and I won that, I'd be like, what the fuck am I going to do what with am, What truck? am I going to do with the truck? <laughs> Flip it for 200000 and call it a day, obviously. You know what am I going to do with a rubber hand? The ring. Uh, it's pretty close to being the most absurd, but another sports movie I love is called Side Out, which is about uh, beach volleyball. Oh, and God. to me, it's the most absurd because it's a guy... From oh Mil- the Val Kilmer movie. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who 
goes to L.A., works for uh, Weekend at Bernie's, by the way, <laughs> that actor. And at what all... point does he learn to fly a Tomcat F-15? Yeah, and then becomes an incredibly proficient beach volleyball player. And I love that movie, and we will do it on the pod. Side out. Hey, you know what's really Banks. weird about that, uh, Thunderous Wizard? They play a ton of beach volleyball in Wisconsin and Minnesota in the summers. Like the local bars and churches all have sand volleyball pits and they have league play. It's the weirdest you know thing I've ever seen. Because of side out. And that, so. listeners, will lead us into... The more you know. Yeah. Will lead us into the break. And when we come back, we've got Can You Name the Movie based upon the song that was featured in it. This is a returning trivia game from the Escape from L.A. pod. Because this movie, of course, has... Winner takes it all. Loser takes the fall. By Sammy Hagar. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by RevengeOfTheFans.com. This is our over-the-top episode, and we are in our trivia portion of the show. It is Can You Name the Movie Based Upon the Song That Was Featured in It? This is a retread from our Escape from L.A. pod because Over the Top, as we mentioned, has the great Sammy Hagar tune, Winner Takes It All, Loser Takes the Fall. So, in this game, the rules are simple, gentlemen. I will recite the some lyrics from the song. I will then tell you the song title and the artist. You must guess the film it was prominently featured in or was written for. I will provide up to three hints. The tagline for the movie, a quote from the movie, and two main stars from the movie. But for each hint you receive, the correct answer is worth one less point. For example, if you answer with zero hints, you get four points. If you answer with one hit, you get three points, and so on. Are you ready? You will buzz in simply with, Winner takes it all. That's simple. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait. Well, hold on. Can I? Can I propose that we also can buzz in with? Uh, it's like a switch. Yep. Just turn it around. Nope. I. That is totally fine. Uh, <laughs> totally fine. Listeners, I encourage you to actually listen to the songs. We would do that on here, but. Uh, copyright is a son of a bitch just like Michael Cutler's piece of shit grandfather Jason Cutler so Robert Loja are we ready yes we are ready number one this is an easy one the song is Staying Alive by the Bee Gees winner takes it all Chumzilla Saturday Night Fever that is correct so you have four points four points for Chumzilla dang Number two, four nothing chumpsilla, by the way. Number two, and I remind you, the difficulty is going to ramp up. But number two, Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. It's like a switch. But it takes it all. That is uh, Captain Cash. Uh, that would be, oh my God, The Graduate. Yes, Captain Cash Stop is working for a second correct. There. The Graduate is the movie. We are now at... Four points for Chumzilla, four points for Captain Cash. We have five questions to go. Number three, We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner. We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner. If I'll take the hint. Hint. Number one, here's the lyrics. 
out of the ruins, out from the wreckage, can't make the same mistake. Winner takes it all. Captain Cash. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Correct. Ah, yep, that, that is a, correct. I mean, that was an informed guess, obviously. I was about to say, good job, good, good job. Yep. That is correct. It is seven points for Captain Cash, four points for Chumzilla, zero points. Zero! For Mary yeah, McCheese. How many, how many of these questions we got? We this have, might be the first uh, time I beat McCheese ever. This is going to be a big deal for me. Four more to go. Number four. Yeah, it's far from done. All right. Burning Heart by Survivor. Oh, and I can do the lyrics, and then I'll do the hint. So, Burning Heart by Survivor, the lyrics are, Two worlds collide, rival nations. It's a primitive clash, venting years of frustrations. Okay, I mean, none of this I is mean, helping me. I can hear I'm the song in my head. Of and course yet. you can. Are we ready for a hint? Yeah, I'll take one nothing. hint. Okay, first hint. When East meets... Winter takes it all. <laughs> Chubzilla. What is Rocky Four? That is correct. Ah, oh, that damn That's it. what I thought it was, but I wasn't oh. sure until until I got the hint. Yep. I'm not getting a single point in this. And it's contest. when There's East no meets West, the champion remains standing. Oh, never mind. I'll change my answer. It's Wild Wild West. I wish. <laughs> Jim West, Desperado, yeah. Rough Rider. No, you don't want that. Uh, yep. Burning Heart by Survivor, Rocky Ford is seven to seven. Seven points, Chumzilla. Seven points, Captain Cash. Zero, Zero points, Mary McCheese. We have three questions left. Since I only got the lyrics, shouldn't I have four points since I didn't get an official? Don't be greedy. Well, okay, fair. fair. I'll take. I'm, I'm okay. seven. I'm at seven. Fine. I guarantee I don't get any of these because I'm terrible at songs. If it, that's the tiebreaker, you will win. Fair. So, number five, a million miles away by the Plimsolls. Jesus. Here's the lyrics. Nope. Jesus I'm just a million miles away, and there's nothing left to bring me back today. Let's take a hint. A million no. miles away. The hint nope. is when punk meets prom, the fun begins. That's the first hint. Jesus. When punk meets prom, the fun begins. Nope. Hint number nope. two. Take the second one. Quote. Hi, I'm Fred. I like tacos and 71 Cabernet. My favorite color is magenta. I feel like this is an inside joke. Yeah, I feel I'll take one more. One more. Last hint. By the way, I recommended this movie during one of our themed months. Stars of this movie are Nicolas Cage and E.G. Daly. They remade uh, it recently, this movie. Yeah, hold on. Um, oh, God. He almost got fired on the movie. Uh, what is the name of that? I feel like it's a five-second Jeopardy. It is. Oh, I, oh, yeah. It is wah, wah, Valley wah. Girl. Valley Girl. Valley Girl. Yeah. We talked about it on the on the Vampire's Kiss yep. pod. Uh, that brother, was, if you say so, sure. One of my recommendations. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie, and it's a fantastic song. Uh, okay. Again, we are at seven to seven. Captain Cash and Chumzilla. Two questions to go. Technically, you're still in this, McCheese. Uh, no, nope. uh, not really. Number six. He's back. The man behind the mask by Alice Cooper. Lyrics: You're deep in love, but you're deeper in the woods. You think you're doing all right. The man behind the mask. Well, he's back. The man behind the mask by Alice Cooper. Okay, winner, massive hail mary. Take, winner takes it all. 
I got nothing. Chumzilla. Friday the 13th, three? Incorrect, but you're very close. Yeah, so my, here, here was my Matt, my guess was uh, winner takes it all, Friday the 13th, two. Incorrect. Shit. It doesn't Hold have on. the mask until winner two. Winner takes it all, Friday the 13th, four. Or three, I mean. Oh, no, damn it. You're all incorrect, but you're all oh, no. very, very close. I said four. I said Friday the 13th, four. What was it? It's, uh, well, I can give you hints, but... No, no, we all failed. We're all wrong. It's Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Six? Yep. Jason Lives. And I'll post that video to the social as well. We remain at seven to seven. He doesn't get the mask until three, not two. He gets the mask in three. A lot riding on this. So uh, that movie came after basically Dream Warriors and then uh, Are You Ready for Freddy by the Fat Boys were big hits for Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, it was like the thing, like to make a tie-in song for a horror movie. And there's a lot of them, by the way. I mean, obviously the Ramones did Pet Cemetery, obviously the Dickies did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, so on and so forth. Also free on YouTube. Yep. Uh, number seven. Last question. Raindrops keep falling on my head by B.J. Thomas. It's like a switch to turn it on. Yep. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Correct, and you are our movie. winner. Of course, oh, it's yeah. obviously... What did he uh, win? What did he win? Went over the top. You win, and I hope you're really excited. You win the Hawk off of Lincoln Hawk's big rig, as well as nice. the Las Vegas jail hat that uh, Bull Hurley wears throughout the film during his <laughs> interview Deal. sessions. Those deal. are actually really good prizes. Those are great prizes. Great prizes. So, yeah, you nailed it. That's obviously also raindrops keep falling on my head, prominently featured in Spider-Man 2. Also true. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're just doing recommendations, and we'll tell you what's coming up next on Tango and Captain Cash, our Stallone month of movies. Hello, and welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by RevengeOfTheFans.com. This is our over-the-top episode, and we are offering up our recommendations for the week. I'm going to uh, refer to Chumpzilla first. What do you recommend for the week? I'm probably going to steal this one from Captain Cash, but since I get to go first, I'm taking it. The new season of The Mandalorian just dropped. The first episode's out now. Timothy Oliphant is so handsome. He is. He, he is, is charming. That is Dreamcatcher alum, Timothy Oliphant. Um, and yeah, it's uh, an interesting first episode. I really like the first season. The second episode, a little uneven, but it finds its pace towards the end, and it's pretty good. So check it out. Okay, since uh, obviously you probably stole Captain Cash's, and he's probably just going to do uh, DuckTales anyways... We got new episodes this month. They've all been great. There's a, there's a Darkwing Duck-centric Christ. episode that is 40 minutes long. My oh, God, it's great. Christ. We'll just go to uh, Mayor McCheese because... Are you going to recommend The Expanse? Because if, if so, then I'll go. No, no that won't no. be until December. I'm gonna I'm definitely going to recommend The, Dis- the Expanse in December the... because we get new episodes then. Should I recommend the boys and talk about how we met them or something? Um, no, I, I have a time. You, hey, you weren't there. Me and the Thunderous no, Wizard met the boys. You could have been there, but you weren't. <laughs> um, I have a tie-in to both 
Trumpzilla and last month where I was listening to an interview by Joe Hill and he recommended listening to Elmore Leonard, who was the inspiration for Justified, who is Timothy Olyphant. But uh, Elmore Leonard's books are short. They're quick. They're great. They're well written. The conversations are kind of snappy and back and forth. And they're I mean, they're only you're doing audiobooks they're only like five hours so they're a quick clip and i would recommend them i'm i'm working my way through them right now yes that's actually an awesome recommendation he's a great writer and uh even justified is a great you know great show if you've ever seen it i i mean i i figured that's so far behind the pod but if you haven't watched just i just started my parents on it and they're obsessed because justified's a great show it's, it's a good a show really yeah. good show the shooting chumpzilla's mom is a huge fan yeah all right so i don't have a good answer because obviously mine was taken by uh chumpzilla but wah, 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 jumping wah. off of justified you should watch Deadwood, which is the original Timothy Oliphant is a cowboy. It's and it is fucking amazing. Cocksucker. Oh, no, no. Yes. God damn and, it. And the second thing I'm going to recommend, jumping off of Mandalorian, because this the, the episode of Mandalorian that got released two days ago, as, as of this recording, felt to me like Disney was basically looking at Warner Brothers and going, we made Dune first, fuck you. Because there is absolutely a sandworm. There's absolutely the Fremen from Dune in the sand uh, sand people, the Tusken Raiders. I believe the preferred nomenclature is Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, The Mandalorian is not perfect. No. But it it's is the most so... okay show on television. But it's so Star Wars-y in its okayness. And if you're a Star Wars fan, it scratches that itch. It really does. Now, do they get a little cute with all the references? Does it feel a tad bit fan servicey? Well, yes. yeah. But if you're an MCU fan, it won't bother you. Well, that's true. The Mandalorian, the first season, which I reviewed for RevengeOfTheFans.com, was four great episodes and four fairly okay episodes, which was like, oh, this could have just been a movie and it would have been awesome. Instead, you had like, a couple of episodes that are just terrible and then a couple of episodes that were incredible which is what i expect this is going to be as well yeah i hate to say it but i think they follow a similar model to the x-files where each season <laughs> here we go oh, here yep. we go season no, seven episode season has three an, the worm person an, returns what does no, but I'm saying there's an over overall arc, right, for the season. But you do get sort of these one-off episodes that are only loosely related to the larger arc. The and, Monster you know, of the Week. The Monster of the Week. And you know what? That's okay. I really enjoy that. Now, it's not as satisfying as one of the episodes that actually, you know, moves the ball. But anyway, it is what it is. It's, it's kind of the freedom you get with TV. To your point, Thunderous Wizard, if they wanted to just tell one story, it'd be a movie. That's why we're getting episodes. They want to have some... Room to breathe. Yeah. Uh, so my recommendation, uh, 2020 continues to be mostly awful. Uh, and the total opposite of a montage featuring music by Sammy Hagar, because that would be incredible. 
but 2020 is sort of a montage featuring that song that the woman at our office used to play mccheese uh the evanescence song uh, that's what 2020 oh, is me. wake me up inside yes wake don't, me up. Don't, can't wake don't, up don't, don't please don't don't bring that up uh, I, that still fucking haunts me so uh the great sir sean connery passed away uh at this point when this airs it'll be a week ago and that sucks so my recommendation is from russia with love uh it's one of the great james bond movies and i think sean connery is the greatest james bond obviously i'd also recommend the last crusade but i'm pretty sure most people that listen to the show have seen that i'm not sure if everybody is as into the uh james bond lore like i love the james bond movies i've seen all of them but that's one of the best ones. I want to piggyback in and put The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Yeah, for sure. Nicolas Cage also. Double bonus. Yeah. It, uh, one, hold on, hold Nick on. Cage, one, it's Nick Cage, and two, it's Sean Connery in The Rock. Okay, okay. As long as we're doing movies starring Sean Connery with classically classic rock-produced soundtracks, there, no, you can do any there, movie there can Sean be Connery. only one, and it is Highlander. Is he immortal? Does he have inside him blood kings? That is the rumor. I am also told uh, he will take us to the future of us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're up, leaving you, it. You, you got a Connery for us? Well, this is the cloud. This is the quickening. You buried the lead here because not only do you get Sean Connery in the Highlander and a great soundtrack, it's by Queen. Oh, yeah. And yep. and you get Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, yeah. Uh, and I mean, Christopher Lambert is there as the the titular Highlander. Does does he do an accent? No, he does. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're focusing on here, we're focusing on more Connery. And yes, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that he's gone. And it's a yeah. bummer. It You're is. not going to replace that sort of dude at all. I am one some stage of his life. He was awesome. But especially in Highlander. Yeah, especially in fucking Bond and Highlander. Like, you can't beat that dude. You know, I know the Thunderous Wizard mentioned The Last Crusade, but if you're going to do a holy trinity of Connery movies or franchises, you've got the Highlander, you've got Bond, and you've got the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? I, I, do, I do have to give it to Last Crusade, if only for <laughs> I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. I, I think that's, I think that's enough to play hit. us out. I think that's enough to play us out. Yeah, I, I absolutely love The Last Crusade. So just remember, uh, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK. You can find Captain Cash at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. Uh, Chumpzilla can be found at Chumpzilla8. McCheese can be found at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. Uh, we'll see you next time for the second entry in our Tango and Captain Cash series, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I am very confident that we will all hate that movie. <laughs> I I am not that confident. I think this might be well, what turns the it's corner. Well, because your movie. 
<laughs> no, no. Oh, no. My no. movie is Judge Dredd, thank you. No, my movie is Judge Dredd. Wait, whose movie is this movie? Uh, Stopper by Bible Shoot is Chumzilla. Yeah. Oh, okay. He has decided to curse us all with Stop. Yeah. With Estelle hey, Getty. Thankfully. I was about to say, yeah. I fucking love Judge Dredd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just FYI, guys, it's free on Hulu, so you don't have to pay to see oh, Stop for my Bible oh, Shoot. Good. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so that'll be the next episode. And in the end, listeners, when I'm feeling down, uh, what I like to do is just try to take my hat and turn it around. And it's like a switch that goes on. And when the switch goes on, I feel like another person. I feel, I don't know, I feel like, like a truck, like a machine. We'll see you next time. And the universe won't meet you halfway. <laughs> <laughs>